What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX. This is a cloud gaming podcast, and we have a lot of good stuff to... Oh, my goodness. Sorry. This happens all the time. We have a lot to discuss, and as you guys know, the good stuff Google Stadia event was this week, and so we're going to cover that. And NVIDIA had some pretty killer news, right, with some... 11 games being added to the platform and some GeForce Now news. So we'll cover that in this podcast as well. Amazon Luna was officially released this week on Stadia's event day. So we're going to talk about that. And there's some pretty interesting stuff happening with xCloud or Game Pass game streaming. So we'll talk about that here in this podcast. But to get started, y'all, we have some awesome, awesome members and on the panel and I just want to take time to check in with them just see what they're doing see what they're playing and yeah the reason we do this is for you guys to connect with them get to know them too on a personal level so we're going to get started on that so something that we normally don't do is read the comments but I'm going to make an effort to connect with you guys on this podcast with the comments so if you guys want to engage in conversations of discussions that we're talking about, just write in the comment and we'll try to call you guys out too. Hi, so let's get started, right? So Jerry, how are you today, sir? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Forgot to ask also, what games are you playing and what platform? So um, Stadia had a lot going on this week. So of course I did do some of that uh pac-man and immortals are the two uh demos that i was playing on there a good bit uh, i didn't check out humankind maybe you guys uh check that one out and then um modern warfare has a lot going on for the halloween event that was only a couple weeks long so i've been in that a lot playing on shadow and maximum settings there and uh pumpkin jack on geforce now i'm absolutely having a ball with that game that's pretty interesting man i was gonna get on pumpkin jack but Again, haven't got time to, so I'm glad you're playing it. I'm glad that you're enjoying it, for sure. Cool, cool. How about you, Duncan? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play that? I have been playing some Stadia this week. I think a lot of people have because of the demos on there. I had to go at Pac-Man. I've had to go at Phoenix Rising. It's been it's been a lot of good fun. I've actually did something shocking this week. I actually hooked up. Uh, my and uh, Nvidia Shield, Ooh. so I've been playing some GeForce now this week as well. So that's nice. been good. How you like uh, it? Sorry. Oh, oh, no, no bother at all. It's uh, really enjoyed it actually. I've actually, I think this is the first time I've actually played it. I actually see the upscaling and I've activated the upscaling and uh, the I've got onto the new servers because when I was playing Assassin's Creed the last time, it was low textures and everything's popping ultra, ultra, ultra. <laughs> so a bit of a different server. So it's been all it's been all good there gaming wise. Nice, nice, cool. Good to hear. How about you, Holtz? What you've been up to? What have you been playing? What platform? So as a slow week, I've just been playing Staged again, Grids and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I've finished it now, so I'm all ready for the next one. But I've been Ooh. fighting back. I've been fighting back, trying trying to stay away from Immortals because I don't want to play the demo because I've already pre-ordered it. I have faith in Stadia. I have faith on you play, but part of me is like, oh, I know it's there. So <laughs> I had to distract myself with other games that I know I casually have fun with. 
Oh man, you have what less than four days if you ever do change your mind to get on that demo. So I mean, yeah. I I, lo- I love the setting of it, and I have yeah. faith in them studios. So I know that my pre-order is going to go well on that yeah. platform. Yeah. And how long did it take you to beat Odyssey, man? I would think I clocked in about seventy-two hours, Oof. and that was that was like plenty of deaths, a few side wow. missions. I'm not really a big side mission person, but you know, wow. just a bit of main missions. Yeah. Dude, think about the games that are coming out this fall for stating the length of those games, right? If this game's taking you 70 hours, you're talking about Cyberpunk, and then you have Watch Dogs, and then you have Immortals, and then you have... A, so you should be good for yeah. quite some time when it comes to games to play. It's cool. Mark, how are you, sir? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? What platform? I'm good, man. I am here, despite uh, just being a, a, a random uh, profile picture. Don't know what's going on with the camera today, but I am here. Um, yeah, bit, everyone has had a busy week this week. Uh, obviously, checking out all of the uh, Stadia demos. Very much like Jerry, I don't know how this speaks to their selection of demos. I know the Civilization-type games are like uh, a massive thing for a lot of people. I wasn't particularly interested in that one, so I uh, have actually played a fair amount of Pac-Man. It wasn't just like the day it came out, I checked it out, that's it. I have gone back pretty much every day this week uh, to have a play of Pac-Man because I'm weirdly good at it. Didn't know that, found that out about myself, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and obviously Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, about an hour-long demo, amazing game. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. And uh, today I have also been checking out uh, Pumpkin Jack, <laughs> with the it was such such a weird game to get like an like rtx goodness but it, it is really good and uh i highly recommend it especially for for this time of year it's it's amazing nice you guys are gonna convince me to check that game out after do after it <laughs> is it how much is it it is it's like tw- less than is it 20 dollars less than 20 dollars yeah. It's like twenty four yeah. bucks for me. It's twenty percent off for launch already until the thirtieth. It's only a thirty dollar game nice. normally anyway. And you'll you'll more than get your twenty some bucks that's out awesome. of it. It has RTX, you said, right? NTLSS mm-hmm. two Okay. Say Not that no you need more. It, but it's there. Say no more. I'm on <laughs> I am so on. Chief, what have you been up to, sir? And what game have you been playing? What platform? Yeah, I've been playing Road Company on GeForce now. Let's <laughs> hop back in for some of that action. Um, it was good nice. to team up with you as well, Ace, uh, get some games in. That was yes, good fun. Uh, yeah, I've been following, obviously, the Good Stuff event and the one that I was anticipating. I did hop into Phoenix, uh, Immortals. Uh, hopes nothing spoiled me. Uh, as we found out, and Gems also pointed out there in the chat, it's a unique island just for the demo. So it's got nothing to do with the story. It's Ooh. it's a complete segregated demo, so you can... Play to your heart's content and unlock a, an item for your yeah, game. So you get an extra unlock for completing the demo. So it's definitely worth it if you pre-ordered the main game. And it is great fun. I played it on my phone. Played it on the iPhone. Check out the video. Little plug there. Um, and uh, I played it. So I've played it through twice now. Once on uh, Chrome. Uh, I did the video for that. And on my phone as well. Looks absolutely amazing. So yeah, definitely worth checking that one out. So, Chief, you worked on something. Um, I just, I, I kind of had an idea of what you do for work, but I didn't know like how skilled you were. So, checking this out though, if you want to kind of tell the people what you have created and 
how they can access this if you want just plug i was trying not to be <laughs> the face of it um but thanks ace too late uh yeah so the desktop only browser app um is the app that I've created so that you guys can go and play Stadia on iPhone in full screen and also supports picture in picture. Uh, if you do want to hop in there, as long as you're using the Stadia controller, it's not got Bluetooth support because putting Bluetooth support into a web browser gets you kicked off the App Store. That's the reason, by the way, that Stadium got kicked off the App Store, not because Apple hate cloud gaming. They hate people breaking the rules, and the rules state that you must use APIs and stuff that are relevant to the app's use, and Bluetooth controller and game controller um, support hidden in a web browser, because it was hidden, it wasn't stated, is the reason it got removed from the App Store. So I've circumvented that by not using it, which means if you've got a Stadia controller, you've got a, a full desktop browser app on your phone that you can go and play Stadia with. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, I'll check that out if you haven't yet. Again, had no idea that Chief can actually do things like that. So it's pretty cool to see. All right. So I've been just trying to follow up with this whole Google Stadia event and um, been really, really busy this week. This was my daughter's um, birthday. We celebrated last night and she had a sleepover. So I got no sleep. So again, if I'm forgetting stuff here, just know that I'm not all present, but really excited for this though, because we have a lot of good things to talk about. Um, but again, something I said earlier is I want to take time to connect with you guys who are on this stream watching live and commenting. So just want to give a shout out to Warlock. And again, if you guys didn't know, whatever you guys contribute to these podcasts is distributed amongst every member of the panel. So if you see people on here that you support and you want to support them, just know that it's going towards everyone. So Warlock, appreciate the support, man. Thank you for being here. 007, again, this man never meet, uh, misses the stream. So again, just appreciate your consistency with being here. Jem, it's good to see you as well. Uh, appreciate you being here. PS2 Gamer, Pro Gamer is another person who is really consistent with being present for these live streams. So again, shout outs to you. And we'll be reading these uh, comments as the podcast continues. So let's get right into it, though, because again, we have some really good things to talk about. So GeForce Now, as you guys know, every Thursday they release news for the platform. And this week, 11 games was added, but we'll get to the games. The first thing I want to talk about with the GeForce Now news, and now comes three months free founders for owners of Chromebooks. So if you purchase a Chromebook, I believe a new one, right? You get three months free to GeForce Now Founders Edition. And then also, if you have a Chromebook, you guys should go to the Perks area and see if you do qualify to get three months free because that's something that is happening right now for Chromebook users who use GeForce Now, all right? So check that out if you haven't yet. But just want to hear from the members on this panel, right? What are your thoughts about this? Because Stadia is doing something similar. And at this rate, man, Chromebook is looking like a very 
beastie cloud gaming device or platform, if you want to call it that. So just to get started, Duncan, what's your take on this news with uh, GeForce Now three months for Chromebook users? It's uh, really good news. It's good to get it all out there. It's good marketing, and it's going to get more people onto the service, get more people interested into it, and especially for all the free-to-play games you can play on GeForce now. I think that is going to be a big killer thing. So there you go. Here's your three months of GeForce now, and go play some Destiny. Go play this for absolutely nothing. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's a real, real good How about you, host? What's your take on this GeForce Now Chromebook news? You can't go wrong with a free pair, can you? Three months free yeah. pair for these people that, you know, incentive. But it's for new customers, isn't it? It's only... No, if you... you oh, wait, it. yeah, yeah. New founders. Yeah. 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 So for the people who want to try cloud gaming, GeForce Now is such a great platform to dive in. And like Duncan just said, free games free three months with your purchase of your Chromebook. So it's a win-win for everyone. True, true. Jerry, what's he taking this news? Yeah, Chromebook is actually looking like a pretty good option for a lot of cloud gaming, and um, I'll probably grab one up eventually. GeForce just keeps on, or NVIDIA just keeps on giving promotions. You're either getting free <laughs> games or free months of GeForce Now, and it's funny because I hear, still hear a lot of people say, ah, you know, I don't know how serious NVIDIA is with GeForce Now. I don't know. They seem pretty serious to me. They they keep bringing people in. So, um, And I find myself just going to the service more and more recently as well. So Yeah. Really nice yeah. to see that for Chromebook users. And like I told somebody else before, if you really need three free months, just create a new account. <laughs> create a new account. Get your three free months. Switch back to your other account if you want. Your game saves are not tied to GeForce That's Now. True. It's all PC. So you're not out anything. If you really, Ooh. really want that three free months, just use another email. Jerry, that's smart. Didn't even think about that. You're absolutely right free. when it comes to free. that. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Chief? What's your take on this, man? Yeah, I'm getting quite jealous of the Chromebooks, actually. Looking at our perks page, it's like I just have to keep scrolling. Yep. I was like, huh? I, you get this free, yep. and you get three months of this, and three months of this. So getting GeForce Now three months uh, founders is just phenomenal. So I think you've got your three-month yep. Stadia on there as well. So you, you could either back-to-back them, and you've got six months free gaming uh, for... You know, your Chromebooks, but uh, if you get that 4K Pixelbook, I guess you need something to offset that. Case, <laughs> they, they're definitely not always the cheapest now. I always remember Chromebooks being like the cheap entry kind of do everything tablet with a Chrome yeah. OS, but now it seems like they've gone the same way as everything else. You've got your really cheap budget versions, and now you've got your top end Ultrabook Chromebooks <laughs> type scenario with the 4K Chromebooks. So, yeah, yeah uh, I'm quite jealous over it, but. I'm going to have a PC again soon, so we'll see. <laughs> Coco, how about you, Mark? What's your take on this news? Yeah, I mean, Chromebook is looking like a, a great investment at this point to uh, to just like a super, you know, affordable, lightweight machine that can still, you know, uh, accomplish all of your gaming needs through all of these. And yeah, the promotions just keep on coming for it. I was I was slightly confused when I saw this because I, I had to do the mental arithmetic of, okay, wait, so uh google google chromecast google stadia and that's obviously where the, that promotion was before and i was like so a google promoting another cloud gaming and i think this is maybe another one of those examples of like google being so big obviously the uh the 
the Chromebook department, whatever that is, possibly being so separate from Stadia that they're just like, you know, to push Chromebooks, we'll we'll work out these deals with other companies, even if it even if they're a direct competitor, which I mean ultimately just benefits Chromebook users at the end of the day. So I, I'm super happy about it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, but like you guys were saying, though, Chromebook started off as a cheap device, but now the prices just seem to be increasing, right? But man, I, I remember the good old days, right, at school where you couldn't even use your cell phones. And now most schools are providing, you know, uh, that's me, uh, this uh, background noise. So if you guys are hearing that, I apologize. But most schools are offering Chromebooks to students, right? And I remember when I went to school, no cell phones were allowed, right? So imagine getting a cheap Chromebook from school and then having access to play AAA titles on the go or at school. I think Google has something great going on here with Chromebooks, and it's really cool to see Chromebooks just being able to play these killer games on, on the go and on the fly. It's really awesome. So. 11 games were added to GeForce Now this week. Just want to check with the members of this panel if you guys have actually tested any of these games out. Um, I don't want to list it because 11 is a lot, but if you guys watch our videos or any videos on here, um, you guys know about these 11 games. So to get started, Duncan, what's it take on these 11 games? Have you played any of them? Do any of them stand out to you? It's uh, the Paradox ones again, uh, the Surviving Aftermath, uh, having the stigma on to end it. I actually said that game, I actually like that game, so that is a game well worth taking up. It's my sort of jam, a nice wee strategy game where you can sit and think. Also, the one which is uh, taking my eye, because I know people are going to talk about the other one, the Pumpkin, you know, Pumpkin Jack, because uh, people have been saying that, is uh, Amnesia Rebirth. Uh, then just that coming out again, absolutely brilliant. So, uh, I do like the two the two headliners there, and it's also good seeing the three games return to GeForce now as well. So we're seeing that a lot now that the games are just coming back as well. Cool. Yeah. Again, good stuff this week for GeForce now. How about you, host? What's your take on the GeForce now news and the games that they'll well. This- there's only two that was interesting, maybe a third one, but of course, Amnesia Rebirth is one. I mean, you know, I love playing horror games, but I'm a big scaredy cat, but also <laughs> I, I love jump scares. I can't help myself. I love playing games where it's just me, the headphones, darkness, and my breath. And Amnesia games do have them scare jumps that are just well known in the series. So I'm definitely going to jump into this. And this story seems interesting. You've crash land in the Sahara Desert. And you have like a, you've been affected by like a sort sort of rage sickness. So every time darkness falls, you sort of hallucinate and you sort of have panic attacks and you need to scavenge for like parts to sort and matches just to sort of survive without actually the sickness taking you over, which is a good take on horror because usually it's sort of like the evil vampires or werewolves hunting you. But now this just looks like it's just you and your fear. So that's one game that I'm actually going to jump in. And then another one, of course, people on the panel have mentioned it and they've played it, but Pumpkin Jack. I love action platformers. And this game so reminds me of Medieval with monsters and girls running around and, you know, a champion's rose 
in this like unorthodox way, which is like he's like a pumpkin knight, and he has to like sort of save the villagers. And I think that's just really great. And seeing the character designs and the world so far, especially with that RTX, just makes it look gorgeous. And then the soundtrack just reminds me of something that you will see out of a Nightmare for Christmas Halloween tunes with like cellos and flutes and xylophones and stuff like that. So it's a game that I'm really interested in playing, especially for the Halloween theme. So Amnesia stands out to you out of all the 11 games. Mm-hmm. And then one, I didn't even know it was there, but it's great that they're supporting older titles, Supreme Commander 2. You Ooh. know, my friend, he's a big, huge Supreme Commander 2 fan. So right. I have to say to him, I have to say to him, hey, go and get a Chromebook with three months GeForce now and you can play <laughs> Supreme Commander on it now. So it's great that they're bringing games for everyone. There you go. Awesome, awesome. How about you, uh, Jerry? What stands out to you out of all these games? Um, obviously for me, because we've been talking about it, uh, Pumpkin Jack was just the big one for me. I I was waiting for it. Um, I really actually like, I don't know if you guys saw, but on Twitter and on Steam, they were building the hype up for this for a few days and they had like a developer stream. They had a, a tweet out saying, don't worry, he's opted in. Um, so we knew it was coming to GeForce now. And it was, it was just kind of fun. So I just kind of watched that one for a week. And then when it finally came out and it was on sale and I could play it on uh, GeForce now. And like Duncan was saying, he's finally into the Shield TV. Um, playing that with ray tracing with the AI upscaling on the 4K TV is really awesome. So that for me has just been the highlight this week. Really have been enjoying GeForce now with with that game. But it was also nice to see five of the 11 games be either day and date or some type of new release, which was really good for them. Yeah, yeah, true. How about you, Mark? What's your take on these 11 games? Yeah, I think they've hit a, a, a pretty good theme this week with some kind of build up to Halloween, you know, there's the horror games, pumpkin Jack, stuff like that. So uh, it, it just goes to show that they're not just kind of like randomly chucking games in when they can this week by week, they've, they've got a plan, they've got them scheduled out. And, you know, even this one is a weird kind of theme selection, which, which I love. Um, Amnesia rebirth. I am keep, I'm, I'm building myself up to the horror games. <laughs> I'm using, pumpkin jack as as my stepping stone up to <laughs> yeah. something a little bit creepier but yeah absolutely agree pumpkin jack uh i've, I've just done like an, an hour and a half of it this evening um i was excited just from the look of it but until you play it you, you really can't appreciate um it's just that kind of like old school nostalgic kind of platforming gameplay reminds me of like back in a, a spyro or crash bandicoot type game style did you ever like, play, did you ever play medieval Yes, I got that a lot on stream. A lot of people said medieval. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So it's like taking that old school nostalgia stuff, you get that kind of old school gameplay, like like really like wholesome soundtrack. The soundtrack is absolutely amazing, by the way. (laughs) Um, So you get all of that old school kind of gameplay, but with this new RTX graphics, the camera system doesn't suck. Like all of those things that make nostalgic gaming bad, you've got all of those nice parts just thrown into this, which is really cool. Um, and it was great to see the the games returning. Uh, and I think they're they're kind of like creepy survival game. That they're, they're not like horror games, but they are kind of creepy survival games that people may be looking to play around Halloween. So they've potentially just gone. Okay, how do we? You know, how do we? Um, just not kind of cash in, but, you know, get as much exposure as we can around the season where people are looking to play this. Oh, didn't we opt out of, of GeForce now? We should probably uh, 
you know, go back to that and just say, yes, please. So yeah, it's great to see uh, publishers keep coming back kind of almost week by week at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Again, GeForce Now is doing some really good stuff. By the way, just want to give a shout out to this website. Now, if you guys follow Cloud Gaming, if you guys are looking for a good website to just stay up to date with all of the Cloud Gaming news, this is where I'm showcasing the news that we're talking about now. So go to Cloudy with a Chance of Games. Again, Avery, it's, it's crazy how quick they are to update this with Cloud Gaming news. So again, if you guys are busy, not able to watch a full YouTube video about news, definitely. And you guys want like a quick info, quick hit with the cloud game news, check out Cloudy with a Chance of Games for the news. But Chief, what's your take on the 11 games coming to GeForce Now this week, sir? Yeah, I think it's, it's a great game. You know, three day one releases um, is huge, I think, for any platform. I think... Just these basic announcements overshadowed some other event this week, but we'll come on to that. Um, you know, Amnesia Rebirth, I've been tracking this title for quite a while, and I'm still debating on whether to <laughs> hop into it, because I'm you, not a massive Does it make you scared, bro? Is that so, why you're not playing it? You know, yeah, I think me? so. You know, yeah. Since Doom 3... Doom 3 with the uh, the jump scares, I think, kind of put me off quite a lot of games. But, yeah, I, I'm all for the, the fun kind of aspect. I don't mind a few jump scares, but you know when they're, they're building you up purposely for it and you still get scared by it. But anyway, um, what and seeing you know, a load of titles coming back to the platform is always great. The only thing I'm not quite sure about is the free Epic games don't seem to be here this week. Uh, they're not announced, and they don't seem to have come onto the platform. They were a few days after. Normally, they're there kind of the day or the day after. So I'm not quite sure why. They're not really massive titles this week, so I'm a bit unsure why after it's been quite consistent week after week of at least one of those Epic Free games coming to the platform, why they're not there this week. Maybe it's because they were concentrating more on Pumpkin Jack because, yeah, you know, They've been bigging that up quite a lot with the ray tracing in DLSS. So it's a bit weird why those Epic games are missing. But otherwise, you know, 11 games, you can't moan. It's a solid get for GeForce Now this week. Yeah, 11 games is a lot. And I think they are being consistent. I think last week as well, they had 11 or a high number. Um, but again, it's pretty cool to see NVIDIA just keep, I mean, every week, they just keep, you know, bring us some good news people might complain and say yeah the games could be better we're not seeing any true AAA titles but the fact that we're seeing i mean this is three same day release on pc games you gotta give them some kudos for that i swear my neighbor just decides to fix his car when we're about to kick off the podcast but anyway uh kerpern one claim uh says that geforce now has claimed too many Two mil subscribers. Is this new news or is this? No, nah, this was not long after okay. they came out of beta. Yeah. They, so you would imagine that they're still progressing, but we've not heard any kind of figures on subscribers since then, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only, you know, again, that started 
this was announced. That's what I was thinking too, right before it kicked off. So now I'm surprised they haven't announced um, an updated number. But cool, cool. Oh man, my neighbor is killing me here, y'all. Killing me. Um, all right, so just want to continue again. Polars. Polaris sucks. Just want to say thank you for the shout outs. Again, like I stated, whatever you guys contribute here is distributed amongst all the members of the channel. But again, thank you. You said Stady needs to do better and get left behind. We will talk about Stady in a bit. And I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about that. So let's move over. Again, if I'm missing something when it comes to G3, are y'all hearing that? Just let me know if you guys are hearing that because it's absolutely driving me mad. Um, a little bit. Okay. Ah, so annoying. All right. So let's get to the stadium news. As you guys know, there's a big event called Stadia Good Stuff. And this was or actually happened. So it's a three-day event that took place, right? And so they showcased some surprises, right? Three bean demos. So just want to talk to you guys on the panel about this event. We're going to start off by just getting your overall thoughts. And then I also want to know about the demos, all three of them, if you guys actually got a chance to play them. And also, how would you rate the event? But this is the question I'm going to be asking you guys. So to get started, let's start with you, Jerry. What's your take on this event and how would you rate it? Um, I went into it more hyped than I was when I came out of it on the other end. And that was kind of my biggest issue. I don't like to go into an event really hyped up for it. And then by the end, I'm less excited than I was at the beginning. I want to be more um, excited. And my highlight was the Immortals demo, um, just because of the game, not because of Stadia. I don't understand. We got the Ubisoft announcement of the Ubisoft Connect. And I was thinking, and Stadia didn't say anything about it. So I'm thinking, we have something coming on day three. Like, this has got to be it. Nothing. No mm -hmm. Uplay. It, even if you can't say anything about Uplay yet, why wouldn't you at least push on the fact that with Ubisoft Connect, you'll now be able to use all of your same saves for multi-platform and push on it just a little more? Because I had said in one of my videos, I'm going to buy more Stadia games now than I was because my save will be there and chief will probably do the same thing. If he, he's super awesome, he's got a PC coming. Mark got a PC. I almost feel like I'm rubbing off on everybody getting PCs again. I absolutely think it's freaking great. So he's going to want to be able to play that on all kinds of platforms in all areas and have that same save there. And I just think that for me was like a huge missed opportunity because I was more excited about Ubisoft connect announcement than I was everything stadia put out. And that's mm. what kind of got me now the marketing cool. We've really started getting some more marketing, some hype, some tweets, some videos, and they started building that up the past couple of weeks. But everyone in my comments have told me the content wasn't there for the hype whatsoever. And that's what, yeah. that's what squashed it. And that's how I felt. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Again, we'll come back here and talk more. So much to talk about this event, but want to connect with Holtz and see what's your take on this event, sir. Like always, my initial reaction with the connector state is always disappointment. But I actually walk away and actually think to myself, if I take away the hype that I put towards this, you know, connect, I did really enjoy it. I, I still think it was average, but I still really enjoyed it. I finally got my Jedi Fallen Order release date. I've been waiting for this game to come to Stadia forever. 
when I seen Ark Survival, it's one game that I've, you know, I always delete off my hard drives. I always get it free on other services and I always delete them. So to come to cloud like GeForce Now or Stadia for Pro is a game that I'm least going to try. And of course, when I think about my younger family members, they love Hello Neighbor. So getting this Hello Engineers where it follows a bit of small group of kids inventing stuff to survive in an in a abandoned theme park, it really interests me as a, as a person who considers trying to get my younger family members in a sort of you know cloud game. And then when I look at like there was a game called um, I love beat 'em ups. So seeing young souls, that art style really captivates me. I'm like, hmm. I like that. And that follows a group of twins that have to go underground. Yeah. There's this magical world where they have to fight um, goblins. And right. I like all that kind of stuff. So I thought to myself, hmm, that's something that I'm really going to maybe try. I mean, maybe it could be another pro game in the future, but it's something that did captivate me. And then, of course, Phoenix Point. I like XCOM, and my friends like XCOM. So having a tactical turn-based sort of alien invasion game for Stadia will actually hype me up to at least try and get me and my friends to sort of co-op together and play. So when I looked at that and then thought about the Immortals Rise and Demo and the likes of Pac-Man, which I would play on the go, I thought to myself, it was a good show. At least give it a five. Five out of what, sir? Ten. Okay. It was, it, 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 it was a good review. Okay. Okay, so what was your take when you were watching this event? I know you were looking for it. And, to... and initially, initially, first, of course, I named loads of Bandai Namco games. I really wanted a huge support from Capcom. Of course, I wanted FIFA. Yeah. Them, them games, that's what I wanted. Okay. But when I look at it and think to myself, the games that are coming, especially the ones that are being announced for next year, it is actually bulking my Stadia library up now for next year. And, of course, Stadia can't do wrong, not for the fall. But, of course, if they wanted to score more points, they should have announced, of course, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, FIFA 21 for me. Okay. So when you were, again, watching the event and you saw the Star Wars Jedi, surprisingly enough, that was the only EA game they showed in that event, even though they showed us a trailer with others in it, right? So, again, that's still scratching my head about that. But when you saw that trailer, you were hyped up, I'm assuming, about Star Wars from Jedi. It, it's, then... it's, a game, it's a game that I would want to play on Stadia, yes, because okay. I have not played it before. But what's your take on the release date coming out in November? Of course. I, I really wanted to push towards the end of October, you know, before right. all the big titles, to be fair, because that game is going to get overshadowed. It is a bit late in Stadia's release. I right. did expect it a lot earlier, but, you know, I'm giving a bit of slack because of the situation the world's in. But... It is what it is. But I'm finally glad that there's a date there now. Okay. Good to good to know. Again, Holtzman, just love hearing you take on, on some of this. I think you might be the... I mean, you have some positive stuff to say, so I'm curious to see what others have to say. But Mark, let's... I watched your video, man. Couldn't, couldn't stop laughing about you. Take <laughs> your recap on this daily event. But what's your take on it, man? Thank you. I, I tried to keep it very equal. Um, it wasn't just a, a Stadia bashing video. We called out some of the stuff, that, you know, the positives, which there were some. Um, we discussed this last week. We were talking about our expectations for the event. And as we usually do with these kind of things, because of previous connects in the past, we, we try to rein in those expectations. And I feel like even going in with those reined in 
lower expectations, they still didn't quite meet that for me, unfortunately. Uh, I think we've seen them become a victim of their own PR and marketing once again. Um, they overhyped the previous connect for the type of for the amount of content that we got a lot of people kind of agreed with that maybe they thought there's some bad blood with the the whole branding of the connect so it just seems like they renamed it they stretched it out over three days they called it something else they overhyped it and they under delivered again so it's it's the same as a connect if you add up those three videos together it equals what their previous connects were unfortunately um yeah the the biggest thing for me obviously is just that there was zero mention of features we we all sat here and even with our lower expectations i think every single one of us at least expected you play plus because of its 2020 release date or promised release date the fact that we're so close to the end of the year we don't potentially see another um another event between now and the end of the year which means either <clears throat> they've got to do this ad hoc event which is going to be weird they're going to release it without <clears throat> any kind of event it's just going to be a blog post which is going to be underwhelming or it's delayed and if it's delayed they need to let people know because it's going to impact their decision of where they're buying these ubisoft games for example um but so a lot of that was negative i will flip flip it i had love the introduction of the demo system yeah it feels really inclusive to me that it's not just for pro uh members anymore because it feels like a big obligation if people want to try it out um to have to sign up to pro to try one of those demos or something the fact that anyone on any tier the free tier can access these demos it's a great move they should keep doing that in the future because it will gain them more customers who thought, you know what, I've never thought of using Stadia before, but I wanted to give this game a try. I'll try it on here. And you've congratulations, you've got somebody new into cloud gaming. You've got a new Stadia subscriber. Um, and I enjoyed the demos. Like I said, I played a lot of Pac-Man and Phoenix Immortals Rising is an amazing game. That's the one that I was yeah. really hyped for. Uh, it's unfortunate those demos did just leak on the first day. That kind of removed some of the wind from from their wings on kind of day one but yeah i, I still enjoyed those those demos so i, I think i'll leave it there <laughs> okay okay good to know good to know thanks for your input on that how about you chief what's your take on this man wow well, if people don't watch this channel then <laughs> they, they won't know what my take was on <laughs> but i think i made my uh I, i'll give a brief update for those that haven't watched the hour-long yeah. disappointment stream <laughs> which followed this event which kind of went on a little bit more than i, I thought it would have been thanks for dropping in guys but um no i've i've got to the point now where you know, i did call it out last week that if certain features weren't announced that i was going to be extremely annoyed and i think i made that point very clear when those things did not happen how disappointed i am and the whole we thought that the marketing was getting sorted. We, you know, they came out with two great videos showcasing Stadia and you know how to use it. They really bigged up this three-day event or three-day of announcements, and then they leaked the first demo before the stream went live. Then after the first stream, we got the three demos that were coming over the three days, and this five-minute, not even premiere video. So it just feels like 
everything that they built up over the last few weeks was ruined in that first five minute video and it just was so deflating on the good side you know i was really pumped to see arc survival coming uh, especially as a pro game but i was then again disappointed that they're announcing 2021 games and we know that they're about 40 titles short of their 120 titles this year so i was really expecting this event to be pumping out this game's coming next week this game's coming next month these are the 10 titles coming you know later this year so for them to be announcing titles in 2021 and not acknowledging the big deficit of games that we're still expecting was another huge disappointment for me um especially as after the three-day event, we got two announcements which weren't part of the event, which were actually quite big. One was the quality increase on voice chat, which was just a random engineer, thanks to Duncan there. And then again with Cloudy spotting that we're getting another game coming to Stadia by the end of the month, which was not mentioned in this three-day event at all. And it just seems like they still don't know what they are doing and the marketing team just seems all over the place and it just seems to be ruining stadia but then on the flip side you know demos for everyone that's huge that was something i think we mentioned before and quite a lot of people in the community have mentioned before that when they do these free-to-play weekends why is it locked to the pro tier it should be everyone so the fact that that happened is huge and then to have the phoenix rising uh, demo as an exclusive demo and also an exclusive area to play is fantastic because now people can just hop in there and not worry about it ruining the game later on because they've just experienced a portion of the story that they're then going to have to redo later on. Um, And it was just a fantastic showcase, but it did seem like the announcements the week before, the Thursday before, really deflated that event. Things like the Cyberpunk 2077 coming day and date, uh, which it wasn't before, and obviously the Legion cross-save and Ubisoft Connect announcements. So I think that also, as Mark said, fed into, great, are we going to see it? finally the Uplay Plus announcement, or at least the Family Share, because you know, we've got some really cool family games being announced, like Hello Engineer and you know, Phoenix. And then Ubisoft just announced their Uplay Connect. So they're going to really push in the cross-play, cross-save aspect of everything. We've had the Uplay store teased on Stadia. And then nothing. So it just seems like even if they can't drop it on us right now, these events are the great time to say this is when they're coming. And as Mark said, if they are delaying these features like family sharing and Uplay Plus, they need to just tell us say it's been delayed to next year right they will get fallout but i feel like they're getting more negativity because they're not telling us than if they told us that it was delayed so i think they need to work on their communication overall very disappointed they i think this whole event could have been a blog post and they could have avoided a lot of this negativity with three days of the demos just being announced say this day's you know the demos are going to drop on these three days the five minute videos just seem pointless for me. If they can't hit that premiere button, just don't bother anymore. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was going to do a video like showcasing the length of the event videos, right? 
without someone actually talking, right? Just to see how much like gameplay footage that they actually showcase without, you know, the presenters like rambling. But I, I do see what you're saying with that. Like this, this, and I'll get to my part in a bit. But yeah, this could have been easily like not as long as they were making it with these videos, right? They could have made a blog post addressing all of this. But again, I'll get to that. Duncan, I, I'm, I saved you for last because <laughs> I really want to hear what you have to say about this event, man. Okay, after my day today. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. If you're taking this from a thousand feet away, there was no marketing, there was nothing, and they dropped these three announcements over the, the three days, you will be saying this was a good week for Stadia. It was it what there was good stuff there for Stadia this week. Again, it what happened was it was hyped up by our sales. It was hyped up by Stadia. To got everybody really really excited, and it was a whole lot of it was. They were good announcements, but they weren't great announcements. And I think we were all wanting something to knock us off our feet, and we didn't actually get something knocked to knock us all out and again we're going to go back to the marketing of stadia here uh this a lot of people thought tom warner leaked this announcement leaked all the demos he did not stadia sent out the press release and said here's the three yeah. demos which are coming over the days so and and what happened was that just cut the hype out because you know at the end of each day it was going to be this is pac-man this is humankind this is phoenix and if we got them every single day as the last thing yeah. i think everybody would have been more or less happy with with everything so again it's just a, it's a slip up by stadia marketing again and it's it's just it's just extremely frustrating Again, we've been talking about this. The biggest question mark out from the whole three days for me was <laughs> why was Baldur's Gate three there? Yeah, I think that was the biggest uh, surprise disappointment yeah. of us all. Is like, and they're announcing a game they've already uh, announced. Oh, okay, it's playable now. Uh, yeah, and, and and I could understand uh, the outcasters being there, but why they could have got a load of easy wins there. If they announced Sekiro again, remember Sekiro is coming next week and it's going to be Game yeah. of the Year edition. It's just it's just a bit frustrating. It's it's just a bit frustrating, uh, just seeing Stadia at times. And I'm assuming we're not going to touch no, on the other will. thing that happened right after, after the third day. Sure. We got to talk <laughs> about that. We cannot let that go and talk about. It. But it, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. It's, uh, it's, but it's just been. Uh, I, the Stadia announcements were good in isolation. It is just the way every, they were hyped up and and then just releasing everything just made it feel like a complete and other, <coughs> excuse me, uh, anti-climax. I think that was more of it. And we've been left with more questions than we have answers. Where is Ubisoft? And with that Ubisoft Connect uh, being announced, 
I'm not sure if anybody else picked up on this, but I seen it straight away. It was the free cloud gaming services were separated off. What does that mean? Because if you read the blog post, every it's coming to every single one of these platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, blah, blah, blah. And at the bottom, it is coming to Stadia, Luna, and GeForce Now at a later date. That has actually, is there some sort of package going to be created for the cloud gaming services or something? There, there, there's there's something going on a bit weird there. Yeah. This this event, I, I hear you on a lot of those things, Duncan. This is one of those events that, to me personally, is just, just a head, head scratcher. Like, still trying to figure out, like, what what was the point of this event. And it, I, I seriously still don't know. Again, I just showcased a clip there that was 30 seconds that pretty much clarified all that was in that event. I mean, in a two-minute video, not to be rude, but I think they could have summarized that whole event. And so, and just like amping it up, again, we talked about this previously. That's the trouble they run into. They hype things up that don't need to be hyped up. Three-day event, show, I mean, five-minute videos for, it's, it's, it's like, why do you even call it three days if you're going to show us just a five-minute video? Anyway. I do want to say, like, when Chief made that live um, video, we have to look back and, you know, give Google credit for what they have done, right? We talked about why we like NVIDIA so much is because they listen in to people and they're making changes and they're trying to better the product. And I feel like Stadia has been doing that. They've been they up the marketing, right? They have been giving us consistent updates every Tuesday. And so we got to give them credit. But at the same time, they just got to learn from events like this. I, I said in your video, Chief, did you just stop for a little bit until they hired the right person to... I mean, you look at the marketing now, I feel like they hired the right person because they are doing it right. So stop until you get someone who knows what the hell they're doing with these shows and then restart them. We need them. I think it's important. But don't put a show that is going to ruin Stadia's reputation. Instead, take a break from it, hire the right person, and get it going to where it will make Stadia better and put it, you know, make it better for the press as well. Um, but that's my take on this whole event. Man. So if someone else wants to add to that, feel free to. And, that, and that's one thing that I felt like, if you're going to pay these YouTubers to be ecstatic, at least show them in their own home on the couch, picking up a state of control and showing you the demos. At least right. see the excitement when they're playing the game. And one thing that I do, and I've mentioned this before, you should have put some competitions in. I think competitions to you know, interact with the community is a good thing. What do you See, mean by um, competition? Like, you know, like, sort of say, like, why do you like Stadia? What games you're looking for? Cosplayers, mm. cyberpunk, and just put it all on Twitter and say, this is my cyberpunk costume. I love Stadia for this, and I'm going to get this, and just give some gifts out. See, one of the other big gripes that I have with these events is the YouTubers that they picked, right? When those people came on stream and started talking about all this great stuff for Stadia, I was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> no offense. I, I went and looked them up. They've got millions of followers. Great. But then nothing to Lamar do with Stadia. So, I, know, and, I know the guy. 
Yeah, so I didn't know either of them. And when I looked up the girl, she is Sims 4 and Among Us, two games that are definitely not on Stadia. And, you know, it's great that they're, I guess, they're trying to look for a separate market. But again, I would I would like to see more pro Stadia, you know, YouTubers to help push these events. I feel like sometimes it just seems like they're just picking random people and then those random people, it seems like, are forcing some excitement and some yeah. drive over yeah. Stadia because they're getting paid to do it and they thought, oh, crap, I need to go and play this platform and see what it's like. So, Whereas if they um, picked people uh, from the community or larger people that were doing it, then that excitement is genuine. You had that today or yesterday with the kind of funny guys and they were going, oh, this is, we're playing this in Stadia and then a couple of <laughs> minutes later on their own stuff, really like Stadia. So... <laughs> Zero Games for me said it was so fake. And I think this goes with what Chief was talking about. You can tell it was almost cringeworthy. That's what I'm saying. Like, take them out, I, I think, and just make a montage video showcasing the features and the demos. That's pretty much what they needed. But Zero, I, I agree 100%. And 007 said uh, Pac-Man competition. Live, I think, host. This was what you were kind of referring to. Would have been a good, good take for this event too. A little tournament, a little Pac-Man sixty-four player tournament game. Right, that would have been awesome. But, right. but, then, but then you would need to be able to invite people into the game. Or whoever gets the highest score and the fastest time within the, and, within the demo winter prize, and you need to, to stream it to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just want to highlight Duncan. You are loved. Sorry, just want to point this out for sure. Thank, thank, thanks, Warlock. It's really appreciated at this moment in time. Cool, cool. All right. So, anyone else want to add to this stadium news? I do want to talk about this controversial tweet that I'm sure. Just everyone... before we get onto that, yeah. Um, you know, Rock, you are a great advocate of Stadia and everything. So, I do want to. Just point out that it just feels to me that they can't do right for doing wrong. They're finding their way in a new sector and an audience that's one foot uh, trad. You have to explain that. <laughs> and one foot in the cloud. They have done amazing in a year. And this is what Ace was saying earlier. You know, We give them some dues. If you look back to where we were you know, a month after launch, you know, no Android devices, you know, barely being able to get codes out the door. They have come a long way. But... It does feel like they're still a software company trying to be a gaming company. Right. And I think they need to learn learn their lessons from these events and just listen to the community. Because it does feel like before they've ignored the community quite a lot, but it does seem like they're starting to take that on board now. So hopefully they will progress. But yeah, any publicity is good publicity. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of curious i i i almost wish like i worked for the stadia team because i know for microsoft right the ceo he's the type of guy that's like tell me what you need like financially i'll give you whatever you need and i'll let you do whatever you know you feel comfortable doing it's like a hands-off approach just he trusts the developers and all of microsoft so then tell if i'm saying his name correctly 
my thing with Stadia is as big as they as big as Google, you know, is this company. Is is that where I wonder like if Phil Harrison just like ran Stadia without like Google like influencing their this stuff. I wonder how much more successful Stadia would be, right? And I think that's why we see Microsoft because they pretty much can do anything they want and not have to worry about like, you know, going through the CEO to to get things done. I think there's a lot of hoops that, you know, the steady team might have to go around to make, you know, stuff available or work well for steady. And I think that might be the issue that we run into with all this marketing and all of this stuff issues that steady is having. Sure. But Rock, I do agree, man. We got to, you know, give Stadia some props. I mean, they've only been out for a year. And again, this fall lineup is pretty sick, right? We talked about Cyberpunk. We talked about Valhalla. We talked about Legions. I mean, they have a killer fall lineup. And this is a platform or a console, if you want to call it that, that has been out for just a year. So got to give them some kudos for sure. Anyone else want to add to that? Feel free. I, I will give you some breaking news here, or tiny breaking news. We've actually got a Stadia job listing for one of their job studio or one of their studios. And uh, it's the Montreal studio, is it? It is the Montreal studio. Oh, <laughs> it's a creative director. It's not creative director. It's actually uh, it's actually just went on. So if anybody from Stadia Source is watching, there you go. It's on LinkedIn at the moment because I I'm not going to be putting it on at the, the time someone, being. Someone check Alex's Twitter real quick and see if he's, he still has Google. That's his title changed. Yeah, but uh, this this is actually the first time I've actually seen jobs actually advertised for uh, multi or uh, for studio games and entertainment. But it looks like what the game they're building is a complete multiplayer game as well. So there you go. There's some there's some positive studio news as well. The fact they're starting to actually advertise for their first party studios. There we go. There we go. Some positive. Anyone else want to add to this before we move on? All right, so we're going to talk about this Alec Hutchinson guy and this tweet that pretty much broke the internet on election night in the United States of America. This was trending number one, not just in the U.S., but globally, too. So this is the eve of the third day of good stuff. Good stuff. Just to throw that in there. So Alex says the uh, the real truth is that streamers should be paying devs and publishers of the games that they stream they should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use and uh, chief you kind of went into this on that live stream but just want to get a feedback of the people watching and also of the people of this panel what's what's your take on this i'm i'm really curious to to hear what all right so i'm going to start with mark because again he covered this and i seriously was dying watching this video so if you guys haven't watched that yet please do but mark what's your take on this man uh i think collectively the internet has has uh let their opinions of this dude be known um it just the the entire idea is extremely antiquated and feels so uncreative for somebody whose job title was a creative director 
on a platform. It, it, there was a lot of confusion in terms of his job title. Obviously, he's the creative director at a Stadia studio. He's not the creative director of Stadia, but he's still in a in a position to influence, you know, games on a platform which is supposed to be so futuristic and forward thinking and the next stage in gaming. And his thinking is just so backwards in terms of this because there's such a unified relationship that's just kind of unspoken and it's always worked where content creators, streamers, people just like us need or, you know, they they want content to to play and stream and upload to YouTube and Twitch and all of these places. They want to share this content with the community and it works extremely well uh, in parallel with the developers because they are getting this, you know, if you show that you're really enjoying the game and show some of the, the awesome features in it, that developer is going to, um, is, is going to get sales from it basically. And I think Among Us was a, a fantastic example of this. You know, it's a game from 2018. It was very much <clears throat> under the radar. And then suddenly this year, a big streamer played it. And it's now one of the most downloaded games, right. you know, of the year. So that that just shows that, that, you know, that positive relationship that exists between content creators and um, and developers. And content creators, if I get it, if they're just uploading raw gameplay footage of a game then his point maybe stands true you, you are just taking their content their intellectual property and just uploading it without doing anything but when you stream a game and you you know record a video of you playing it you add your commentary over the top it's fair usage it is absolutely not under whatever copyright laws he's trying to suggest in this backwards tweet um so yeah it was uh like chief said it was it was unfortunate that you know this broke the internet on the eve of you know a, an event called good stuff because this was was not a good tweet <laughs> and uh, uh, also to him updating your bio after the fact does not help <laughs> <laughs> a little too late right yeah it's crazy again check out mark's video on that you use use some profanity indeed it just had me dying i'm not going to say it on there but check it out if you haven't yet but jerry what's your take on this news man uh mark i mean mark's pretty much got it there but i mean it's not 2009 we've already gone through this kind of thing a long time ago um even as strict as nintendo is they've had to give up on some things and i think almost all developers know that you get a lot more game sales and interaction with your games. And Mark's point of Among Us, I'm going to say another one is Fall Guys would have yes. never taken off the way it did right. if it wasn't streamed. Who the hell would care? Right. No one would would really be, they'd play it. It wouldn't be the popularity. I mean, Tim the Tatman had like 800,000 views in one day because he hadn't had a win yet. You think that many people would see <laughs> Fall Guys any other way? Um, so this guy's just nuts. Um, it's it, Everybody knows that you gain a lot more from having that content. And I don't really care if you just take and play a game and upload that video. It's still an art form you still played that game in a different manner than anybody else would play it each time it's still each person's own experience it's nothing like music or movies or anything like that every time you load up a game and play it it's going to be different and uh it's it's its own art form anyway and of course if you're streaming it you're commentating it it's just the whole tweet was ridiculous and i talk about killing hype for stadia on their last day of good stuff this was this was not good stuff <laughs> not, not good all. stuff at all <laughs> 
right, how about you, Hoss? What's he taking this, man? I don't mind his opinion. He was allowed to have it. And the way I've seen it is maybe him and developers or studios or people in the past was just seeing it as a different revenue stream to make. Of course, he shouldn't have said it when relating it to a company he works with or a service he was trying to promote because a lot of people sort of backlashed his view, which is a good way, you know, speak with your wallets and speak with your mind and, and, and tell the industry how you want the industry to go. But he's allowed to voice where he believed the industry was going to go. But of course, with all the backlash, we have actually seen that gamers, streamers, and certain game development companies don't want this. And it's great that Stadia, YouTube, and Google stood back and actually said, I disagree with this. Right. Sure. That was really key. But you see, maybe in the future, maybe we could actually see streaming services, um, you know, Streamlabs and all that, sell you a premium package where it includes a little small little licenses that goes to fund small developing teams because not every developing um, studio has the limelight like these four guys or these games so maybe he was just coming from a bigger picture of the industry maybe it could be an option in the future but at the moment it wasn't the right thing to say and we all disagree with it true how about you duncan what's your take on this okay uh I'm more in line with what Mark was sort of saying. Uh, I believe for the absolutely 99.9% of games out there, streaming absolutely helps. He has a point with the very, 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 very minute uh, one-off. The two things I think he has done wrong here. First, Everybody's entitled to your opinion, but as what we have discussed before, both on here and offline, if you put Stadia in the name, even though it's your own personal account, you are speaking for Stadia and you're going to bring attention to it. And he is paying the the cost for that and Stadia are paying the cost for that. Uh, You put that in there, that's what happens. If uh, Major Nelson said something like this, it wouldn't be Major Nelson getting shouted at. It would be Xbox getting shouted at as well. So it doesn't matter what company or any. This would be equal opportunities. And the second massive mistake he did was he did it on the last day of the good stuff. And all that good stuff, and believe it or not, the, that day with the Phoenix uh, Immortal or Phoenix, or Immortals Phoenix Rising, right. Gods and Monsters, much better name. So much better name. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, it was getting overlooked because Stadia was trending because of him. And that was an absolute disgrace that he actually came out with that. It's not the we can have a debate about his opinion. I think that's fair enough. But as soon as you do that with your name and stuff, it's not good. And because of this, I'm not sure if anybody else has seen they've been dragging up his history as well. It is not making uh, Stadia look good at all. Uh, and if the media was really wanting to hammer Stadia, they, all they would have to do is bring up the tweets of the other people as well, especially the marketing team, and uh, then Stadia would be in a hell of a lot more trouble. Right. True. By the way, um, I do want to say Brian from Club Stadia and Chase from Stadia Talk, they did a 
I think it's like a night show addressing this issue. If you guys haven't checked out that video, do chase what's on here. So you guys know, and he's very informative when it comes to stuff like this. And he had, it was pretty cool. It's like Brian was interviewing chase and, you know, chase had some really good points about this issue. So again, if you guys haven't checked that out do. but yeah, I agree, man, Duncan, this, this was, this was not, not good, especially the timing for sure. But Chief, I think we we know how you feel about this situation. So I don't know if you have any more you want to add to it. But um Yeah, it was just echoing some of the other points, you know. Yeah, and Jojo Narc, you know, you got the comment up here. Uh most devs want their game streamed. That's right. Most of the devs give their games to big streamers or even pay big streamers to stream their game because of the influence that they have. So I think it's very backwards that this guy came out with this tweet. And yeah, it massively overshadowed. Everybody was so positive over the Phoenix Rising demo. You know, there was loads of content out there, there's loads of positive tweets on it, and it was just completely drowned out by this guy. Just extremely bad timing. And for him to just, for Google and YouTube and stuff to say, we disagree with them. Great. That was good that they put them in the limelight and said, you know, we don't agree with this is this guy's opinion. For him to change his bio to the actual uh, studio that he was doing is one thing. But I've seen people get fired for a lot less than this. This was a really stupid move. And we've seen it from other people within Stadia as the marketing team, as we've said before. The Marvel, or I've said it on the other stream, you know, one of the directors or head honchos for Stadia Marketing playing Marvels on another <laughs> platform the week of the Stadia Marvels release. It's just, it doesn't seem like the marketing team or the people who have access to these accounts are behind their own platform. So to me, I would just get rid of them. You know, get people in who believe your platform, believe your company. You can't promote something and be successful if your own employees are not on board with it and it just yeah. seems like there's a lot of employees with google and stadia that are not on board the stadia train and yeah. they need to be it needs to be it needs to come from within passion for a product needs to be there from within you can't force it on people and it seems like they've got other intentions and it just doesn't seem to be working for me so i'll leave it there so again, like I mentioned, good point on that, Chief. But like I mentioned, how like separated Google is. Uh, thinking about like working for Google as well. Just I think you know Google might not even have an idea of who this guy is, or even feel. Let's just even make it to a smaller uh, target. Like he, Phil Harrison, the the guy in charge of Stadia, he might not even know who this guy is. And again, I think the whole separation and how. Google operates as a company might be the reason why these uh, miscommunication and even marketing is an issue for them. Again, just thoughts with that. But anywho. And this and this is coming off the back of Stadia paying uh, those two streamers to promote all their products as well, which is which is fun. And uh, I'm not sure if anybody's seen today uh, a big European uh, streamer was a big, massive Nintendo European streamer was 
uh, streaming Stadia today and it had the big massive includes paid promotion. I wonder who's paying him. Do you think it's Ubisoft or do you think it's Stadia? It's a great. I haven't seen that, but that that'll be great to know for sure. That's really, really interesting. But like Iraq was saying earlier, man, it almost feels like they just can't do it right, right? So let's let's hope that they can figure this out when it comes to marketing. Um, but let's go. Uh, anything else with this Alex guy that you guys want to add to this? If not, let's. We have so much more to cover. Um, but let anyone just feel free to hop on and let me know. If not, moving on to the next thing that we have here, which is Amazon Luna. Um, so you guys know this is quite interesting, and I put a tweet up about this as well. Amazon Luna officially released for beta this week, actually, on the day of Google Stadia's event. And so, again, I tweeted out saying that this is quite interesting, this happening right when you know, Stadia has invent, and then last year Microsoft released uh, xCloud beta news right before Stadia released or launched, right? So I think it's interesting. Um, it just shows to me personally that they actually do consider Stadia threat, and they want to kind of poop on the parade. But let's talk about this Amazon Luna's release. Has anyone on this panel, people in the comment, let me know too if you've actually got your free access to try this out. Um, it's not free. What am I saying free? You actually have to pay to test this out, right? Um, no, it's free for a week. Oh, it's free for a week. I thought I heard someone saying they had to pay five nine nine to get on it. It's good to know. Well, you guys heard it from Duncan. It's free. But anyone in the panel, what's your take, number one, on the launch of this being a day that Google Stadia 7 event? And also, if you guys have actually tried this out and tested it out for yourself. So to get started, Holtz, what's your take on the Amazon release? Well, I think it was actually great that they snuck in on that day when the competition was actually demonstrating their stuff. So it's good for them. For the, especially for the people who actually got access to it and what i've seen is quite people are quite positive because i'm uk based i have not personally had any access to it but i was watching the great guys on lunacast with ashes to ashes demonstrate the user interface and showing what games are listed and i was quite impressed and it made me a bit jealous that i don't have access to it so if sort of amazon can sort of push it forward a little bit for us europeans I would definitely would like to sort of jump into this platform and try the games that I'm interested with, especially with their new controller. Yeah. So before we go to the next person, what is, I think it's just a small limit of people who have access to this because like a lot of people that I know personally who apply for this in the U.S. still don't have access. So my fear is how long is this going to take to get to other countries, right? Holtz, you're saying that you want to test this out. My goodness, if they can't fulfill the people in the U.S., right, how long is it going to take to get to you? Which is a big concern. It is going to be a bit long. And at the moment, of course, as I'm a different type of gamer from the rest of us, I wish the library was a bit more flush to cater for someone like me. And of yeah. course, I know it's in the beta, but at the moment, I would like to see more accessibility options that you could see in the likes of Prime Video. True. Rollover effects, different color changes, voiceovers, and, and anything else that needs for the gaming platform. If someone like Amazon is going to push it, they need to push it correctly. Right. True. 
Duncan, what's your take on this, sir? Yeah, uh, we had a big discussion about this last week, uh, and uh, I am extremely excited about this. Uh, you may you may know <laughs> or may not know, but uh, yeah, it's. I wasn't shocked it came this week. I maybe went out on the limb and said I was semi-expecting it this week uh, uh, pass because of the stadia event. And I think they are doing uh, playing an absolute blinder at this moment in time. Uh, I think they're going for the old Nintendo approach here. They're limiting uh, the numbers of uh, the, the people who are in the beta uh, to... Uh, Drive a bit of demand because how many out from the panel here want to get it? I do. And, and what's that doing? It's driving a bit of hype because if you look on their Twitter oh. account, which has been very, very active, you go, I want a code, I want a code, I mm. want a code. So I think they, they're doing a bit of uh, building up the, the hype as well. And even over this, even over this first week, they've already dropped a, a big, big announcement. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen New Word is coming to Luna Plus, and it is actually on there highlighted, and you can actually see it. So they're already dropping the their first party games straight onto Luna Plus. So again, I think this means they're going to be going Game Pass Ultimate sort of route. They're just going to drop all mm. their games there. So it is extremely extremely exciting and ashes the ashes it's also demonstrated the controller yeah. i'm not sure if you've seen that oh and he has the controller oh he has the controller Ooh. and it is exactly I how i wanted it nice. uh, I'll, I'll drop you the then care just a moment yeah second. drop but, it i can play it while this is going on and uh, basically you hook the controller up and you just switch from device to device you don't have to power it up so ab absolutely <laughs> amazing stuff so i'll get that now i'll let someone else talk <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so let's check in with jerry what's he taking an amazon release of as we wait for our invitation <laughs> i'm waiting for which one of us hits discord first and says i freaking got it, <laughs> I got it yeah um, you know it and I think it was in discord uh, like last like monday a couple days before the good stuff event i said to you guys watch Amazon's gonna throw some Luna out as soon yeah, as good stuff you starts. You did say that, and yeah. I knew they were gonna do it, and and they did. And the only frustrating thing is the limit. It's so limited, and I don't know if it's the hype building train like Duncan's talking about, or if it's what more Marchief has been more talking about, where it's just flat out not ready. So they only gave it to limited people that they knew would get the hype going while Stadia was doing their good stuff. It's got to be one of those two, right? So, but I am really excited to see what it's going to do. Um, exclusives. That is always a big thing. Been griping about that with Stadia since day one. The fact that they are calling it early access, even if you got to pay $5.99, we all know that's an early access price. It's going to go up probably to what, like $9.99 or something. It's going to go down. You think it's going to go down? Come on, it's this, it's this point below. Uh, it's the people who seem to have got in. Uh, initially have got at least uh, 500 to a gig internet because it's one of the questions okay. gotcha, i got 500 gotcha. gigs man what's up yeah i mean come on now <laughs> 500 meg to a gig so yeah. you haven't got gigs you haven't got gigs <laughs> 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 
So they want the best of the best Jerry's experience, the right? That, that they're, so there's so many different reasons why it is so limited. Of course, hype. And also with NVIDIA's RTX 3080, that was artificially limited on purpose for hype. That's pretty well known across the internet now. That's not even a rumor anymore. Um, PlayStation 5, I don't think they're purposely limiting it, but the fact that you cannot get it means everybody wants it. So that kind of mentality does work. When you put something out and then only a couple people can have it and you say no one else can, everybody wants it then. And that's just kind of how how it goes. So, But I'm really excited for Luna. I can't wait uh, to check it out. And the thing with the controller, I saw that. And I've been waiting for that with Stadia. Why do I have to repair this every single time I change a device? Why can I not just take it around with me and do what I want to do? So really exciting to see what Amazon's doing here. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I. How about you, Mark? What's your take on this, man? Yeah, I think. I mean, we all saw this this coming miles off that they were going to do something during this week. I think it's uh, a good show that you know they're smart with their marketing. Something we're not quite seeing with with Stadia that um, they bet you know they didn't have to spend weeks and weeks building hype for this. They they did the announcement of Luna at their Amazon hardware event, and then it went so quiet. Even the silence built hype for them. Like it's all very strategic. Yeah. And then um, that silence followed by this just small people are getting access. It wasn't a massive announcement. It wasn't like you know three days of five minute videos or anything like that it was just this small kind of whisper of by the way we're going to let some people in and that was enough to blow it up and it's very smart in terms of marketing and i like what i'm seeing so far um you you know we've got it up on screen here the ui looks very clean it looks very uh user friendly um i'm loving the the twitch integration on that game page It's probably one of my favorite things so far is that so it, it's kind of like looking through um, Netflix, for example, looking for something to watch. Um, you can just jump into somebody's Twitch stream and watch them play it for a bit, um, kind of, you know, interact with them and get their opinions. Like, oh, I'm thinking of playing this because I can instantly get into it. No downloads, anything like that. Like, I'm thinking of playing this. What do you think so far? You can just ask them that question. They say if it's worth it or not, you jump straight in. And that's a... a you know, a fantastic future that I want to be in. Uh, and it just shows that, that um, just like how well those two services coincide and work together, you know, Luna and Twitch and uh, the way Twitch streamers have a platform to play their games on if they don't have the right hardware. And Luna is going to support and is going to promote Twitch streamers because the, you know their streams are going to be right there on the title page and it's something again we're missing with Stadia the live streaming features and them supporting you you know like we've said with their with their good stuff event them supporting just their you know their average streamers content creators or just users without them being you know uh, content creators with millions of subscribers who probably don't even use the service. <laughs> yeah truth truth by the way guys uh this is ashes to ashes youtube channel and he has a good overviews 21 minute overview of actually what luna looks like with the ui and everything so if you guys want to check that out go check it out but i'm gonna have this playing while we talk but chief you said you have a lot to say about luna i'm interested to hear what you have to say what's your take on this 
Yeah, so we've got a comparison up with um, some of the work from Ashes to Ashes um, versus some of the Stadia games and the UI. Now, the more I've been following Luna, the more weird things I'm seeing. Um, so I'll come on to that um, in a minute. But, you know, fair play to them jumping on the We Hate Stadia train because, um, you know, it's almost like they knew Stadia were going to screw up slightly with their event, and there they are with the hype train for Amazon Luna as a direct um, competitor right there, right off the bat. So well done to them. Now, I don't quite get what's going on with Luna. The interface looks good on the surface, but as soon as you start drilling down into it, I see the same issues that we have with the GeForce Now layout with the channels. So you've got each like, line of the UI is like a channel segment and half of them are actually repeated over and over again in the editor's picks, the indie titles, the free to play or whatever. So actually when you look at that UI, you're actually seeing quite a lot of the same games like three or four times in one UI. So there's definitely some UI UX elements that they need to work on there. And they're definitely going down this channel route. And as Rock pointed out, when you have the Ubisoft channel come in later, you don't have to be a Luna Plus subscriber to have the Ubisoft channel. So you could just play the Ubisoft channel. The controller is a big thing for me, and I'm getting a lot of stick for it on my comparison video for saying this is exactly what Stadia should have done from day one because the controller doesn't connect directly to the internet. Now, apparently it does, but you still got to pair it. So I may have got that slightly wrong, but that pairing is bloody annoying if you have to switch screens. And I actually end up switching screens more than I thought I ever would. So that really winds me up having to do that because you have to turn the controller off. You have to turn it back on. Make sure you get the 10 second window to enter that code and for it to recognize it. Otherwise, it just pairs to whatever screen it was before. That's something a lot of people don't say about, but it gets really frustrating if it doesn't pick that code up the first time or it just vibrates at you like you've done something really badly wrong. So for Luna to come out and say, we're going to pair directly to the internet and you just play. I, I never understood why Stadia didn't do that because it just seemed to make sense. If it's paired to their cloud system, what does it matter what screen I'm on? I'm playing the game. The game is where my controller should be going, not that screen or that screen. Now, when it comes to multiple controllers, and multiple separate accounts, which is what Luna's going to do. I'm quite interested to see how they differentiate that. Because if there's two people playing and you've got two Luna controllers, how does it know which game you're going to play? So I can see why Google kind of did it from that aspect, because if we ever had family share, it would make more sense, because now you're pairing this controller to my lounge TV and this controller to my dining room TV, because two people are playing separate accounts. So it seems like Stadia might have something right, but because family sharing isn't there, it doesn't make sense. Whereas Luna's the other way around at the moment where it makes perfect sense to the way the controller's working, except if two people are allowed to access the same Luna account, how does it know which game you're playing? So we'll be very interesting there. The weirdest point that I see is that there was so much hype over Luna. You know, we all want to get access to it. We're all content creators. We want to be able to go and play, right? But if you look at this Twitch streamer, so Ashes to Ashes has been streaming this pretty much nonstop every single day since he got access to it. 
And there was another streamer who covered on our comparison of Duobug, who again had has been streaming it on and off since day one. But you've got it highlighted here. He streamed this Lunar Access, what, three days ago. 500 views. So where's all the hype for Lunar? Because if you look at these very few people that actually have access to it, they're not getting a lot of attention and they're not getting a lot of views. So where's all the Lunar hype audience? Where is it? Because with such a small amount of people having access to it, you'd expect there'd be a lot of attention on them. So I'm a little bit confused about where all this hype's coming from, and apart from, from the uh, creator community, because obviously we all want it, because we want to see what it, how it compares to all the others, but it almost seems like the rest of the world or the rest of the audience don't really seem to care for it, or at least not while it's in this very limited access. Because after the first day, even then, it didn't get a massive amount of attention, but the attention doesn't seem to be there anymore, apart from on the Twitter account. So I just thought I'd bring that up. Mm. But overall, I'm quite interested to see how it plays. With 1080p being, you know, all that they're touting at the moment, but 4K coming in future, uh, cross-play, cross-save, all that stuff that needs to come later. But at the moment, it just seems like it's all hype, no action. So until we get our hands on it, I'll leave it there. But obviously, we've got the comparison. The speed looks good. And I think, as I said in that video... Stadia is losing a lot of its USPs to Luna. So Stadia Define do need to what start... USP is. I don't oh, think a lot of people... Unique selling points. Okay. So Stadia always to we always called it reliable, the speed demon, right? It was the fastest of anything, click to play, um, streaming, like crowd play, all this. Luna is coming out in early access with click to play from a stream. You know, watch your streamer, watch your YouTube uh Watch a Twitch streamer play, click a button, you can be playing that game. You can stream directly to it. You've got your speed. In all the speed tests, Luna has been on par, if not slightly ahead of Stadia's launch speeds. And, you know, they've got all these games. They've, they're going to be coming out with more games than what Stadia's had built over this year. So I think Luna is a severe threat to Stadia. And... Then if they carry on this speed, which I've made known, I don't think they can. I don't think they're going to hit this year. And that's my other big concern, is they keep touting Watch Dogs Legion. Legion's only a couple of weeks away from launch. And they have not given enough people access to test this platform yet. So how can they tout having a game that's not released yet when the platform won't release? Mm. Anyway. I said I had a lot to say, sorry. (laughs) I'll let let other people speak. You know, I was just going to say, it's not going to be Watch Dogs Legion. Mm. As their main game. I'm sure on that main graphic is Legion. Yeah, Legion is there, but it looks like they haven't mentioned Legion as... uh, being a launch title, the, the wording seems to be more indicating it's going to be Falhalla. So it's we're arguing over like two weeks, I, but I personally would I I just need I would want Legion, Valhalla, and Immortals. So if if Ubisoft are going to promote, promote all three because I'll be watching. 
there you go my there understanding go. would be that legion is going to be there but like duncan is saying legion launches on the 29th that's not when luna is going to be out so legion will be there but it's not on not on watch dogs launch day luna won't launch with legion but legion will be there with luna uh, yeah i guess yeah, yeah, that see. makes sense yeah good point but if that's six months down the line everybody would have completed it really. <laughs> So uh, Lise here says, I doubt Luna will get huge attention until release on cheap fire tablets. So I, I think this might be Amazon's like, you know, way to push this. Like I said, add it to Prime and then use what sells well, which is their fire tablets and fire sticks and, you know, market it that way. So I do think you are, you have something here. But I'll be honest with you guys. I I actually was disappointed with what I saw with Luna. Um, realistically speaking, and something that disappoints me is the game library. Out of all those games, I'm just like, I don't want to play this. Like, no, no, thank you. And I look at what Stadia is doing. I was like, I'd rather pay to play Cyberpunk. I'd rather pay to play, you know, Legions. I'd rather pay to play Red Dead Redemption than play all this old games. And so honestly speaking, the tech seems like it needs some work. The tech seems that like it, it can get there, but the game selection is just not doing it for me. The game selection, especially with 1080, just reminds you what you'll find it on the Switch. Yeah. And you can you can take that switch right. with you without no internet access. Well depending if you've got a big memory card, but that's the way I see it at the moment. Right, right. Anyway, we still have X Cloud to cover. <laughs> We can it in time, but if anyone else wants to hop in here in the panel with Luna, if we I are mention about the the views because I think that was Chief that was saying the, the yeah. low view count, and we're seeing that across the board with Luna. But I'm also had mentioned that I'm seeing that a lot with Stadia too. Of course, they're getting more views, mm-hmm. but if you go and compare the attention even they're getting or Luna, and then you go and look at every video out on the PS5, the Xbox Series X, even a lot of the X Cloud stuff. Um, RTX 3080, 3090, 3070, 3060 Ti. We and AMD is getting re- ready to, re- to launch all of their stuff, and there's going to be plenty of it. So there's only so much attention that people have. There's only so, and all the hype right now because consoles only hit every six, seven years yeah, is in consoles and true. video cards. It's not in cloud gaming. It will be, and it, I love to see what's going on right now. But there's just everybody's watching the console releases yeah. and the GPU releases and the CPUs. It's a killer tech year, and to spread all that out, it's it's hard to grab attention when you're someone like Luna. But I like what I see. So do you think that this shows the wrong time to be pushing cloud gaming for everyone, not just Stadia? I don't think it's necessarily the wrong time. I think that we have different sections where we have a cloud gaming group and then we have gamers. And mm-hmm. they're they're always trying to pull more of us over to use cloud gaming as as our main. We know we have a couple billion gamers on the planet we have a billion pc gamers and we have over 100 200 million console gamers but when it comes to cloud we always say oh they got a million they got two million and it sounds like a big number but it's nothing and they just have a long ways to go to build that but there's no good or bad time you just got to start you know like you guys said stadia has come a long way in a year oh my gosh my opinion of stadia when I first got it to now is definitely a lot different. It's not where I want it, but it's a lot different than it was. So I don't think there's a good or a bad time. I just think that right now everybody's attention is on PS5 and Xbox and stuff and the GPUs. So true. Good point. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just going to echo some of that there. There is yeah. going to be no good time to start pushing cloud gaming because if you're, <laughs> there's always going to be something. If you put it like mid gen of the next gen, they're just going to be absolutely 100% in their stride. And that means they will have cloud, the cloud services will have to be knocking the life in the park to get people to have a look. There, There is no good time to do it it's about just getting it out there and just start building and building and building and we're seeing that and xbox which we're coming on to now are in a real good position here to take advantage of it true true agreed agreed but just want to give a shout out to the guy who is who did this video and his name is ashes and he's on here and again um he did an incredible job covering this. So if y'all were interested, definitely check out his YouTube channel. He, like Chief was saying, I think streaming this a lot since they released. So check out his stream. I think it's on Twitch as well. All right. So the final, final segment we have for you guys is xCloud. Again, no, unless I'm missing news in Shadow, but uh, Mark, jump in if there is news in Shadow. But if not, we're going to just focus the last segment on xCloud, right? So there's uh, Yeah, there's there's some news if we want to get that out of the yeah, way because we'll, we'll, we'll probably run out of time <laughs> jumping into yeah, Microsoft yeah. is always, yeah. uh, is always sure, a big one. Um, yes, yeah, so next week, some, some really big stuff happening. Um, one thing you may not see on their social medias a lot because they are they will try to keep it quiet um just as a as a ramping up but their native oculus quest vr app will be opening and uh will be entering an open alpha state so that is uh anyone can jump into it but again be very aware that that word alpha it is a very early release of it um, so if you compare it to something um, like I use, like virtual desktop, you may see sort of more latency, some more crashes, things like that. But um, yeah, it, it's good to see it progressing. It will be entering a state where it's not uh, under NDA and, and locked down to selected people. Anyone can jump into that. So there will be information going out about that on the Shadow Community Forum on Monday, the 26th. Um, and also next week, there is not an exact date as far as I'm aware, but it will be a day next week. The U.S. data centers will also be getting access to additional storage, uh, same as Europe did a few weeks ago. Nice. Um, on that, Europe, because uh, when we checked last week on the podcast, I think, or after, um, when I log into my account, it says that they have run out in Europe. That is not the case. There is still a lot in Europe, and I think that I may have just discovered a, a, a website bug. <laughs> so if you're seeing that, they are not. They haven't run out in Europe, um, and I've reported that. So they'll be they'll be uh, checking to see if that's something they can fix. So that uh, people in Europe can get access to additional storage. It's coming to the US, and just keep your eyes out for November is going to be a very big month, and I can't say any more than that. Ooh, you can't George leave us today. By the way, Mark, it's still showing us sold out. Okay, oh, yeah, so, I ran so, into that bug over here one time as well. Yeah, I had to turn in a ticket, but honestly, it was like less than twenty minutes. They straightened me right out. Yeah, so that'll be uh, yeah. some kind of bug. So hopefully, we'll see that sorted next week because I want to add some storage for mine because we are coming into AAA title territory very soon. Ooh. So, Mark, you're going to leave us with that cliffhanger, huh? Yep. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> cool, cool. All right, so we're gonna hop right into xCloud. Um, again, some stuff here, not a lot, but I think um, I'm interested to see what the panel has to say with the news. So touch controls has been inputted to Game Pass, Game Streaming, which we call xCloud in the channel still. So if you guys um, haven't tried that, I highly, highly recommend it because it's really cool. And again, we'll get to me in a bit, but I just want to hear members of this panel, have you tried the um, on-screen touch controls for xCloud that was just updated this week? So to get started, Jerry, what's your take on that? I have not done anything with touch controls because uh, like Chief, iPhone 12 Pro, and there's no <laughs> there's no xCloud yet. But we do know eventually, even if it's in browser, yeah. uh, it should come there. Uh, I have been messing around with it on other devices, though. And my thing with xCloud is I know it's really soon. Is I'm dying for the PC version of xCloud and the console version. Right. Um, I think that's going to do a lot. Uh, for xCloud and I have a video coming up that you know using your existing Xbox to create your own xCloud server and play any of your games not limited to what's on xCloud it works so much better than xCloud it's freaking amazing Um, and I did a test the other day I have cameras in my living room and I'm looking at my Xbox and I went to the store I booted up my Xbox from my iPhone the light never came on just like it's not supposed to but the Xbox came on let me pick any game in my library I had downloaded. I played Mortal Kombat 11 in the parking lot down the street. No problem, no stutter, no audio issue, nothing like I have with xCloud. And then when I was done, I disconnected. It shut back down. I drove back home, and there it was just chilling in standby again. And I'm like, there's my Xbox One X is my xCloud server right there. And my Series yeah. X will be plugged into the TV and the gaming monitor. And I'll, I'll just use that to access as my own xCloud. It's, it's really great. So I want to I highlight that in, in my video coming up. But... As far as xCloud itself, it just it has a ways to go, and strictly being on basically just like Android phones is very limiting for me. And I really need to see it coming to PC and console and, and stuff like that. So I'm more excited about the actual Xbox streaming to the iPhone than I am anything else right now, or iPad. Dude, that sounds sick. Cannot it works really that well. video. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. How about you, Holtz? Have you tried this whole touch input stuff? No, no, I, I've not tried it. But I welcome it for all the people who actually do like touch screen inputs yeah. me i've just got two fat thumbs and sweaty screens so if i'm playing games like this oh i'll just be too distracted so i'm more of a controller person but i know i've seen on youtube there's kids out there that are talented oh my touch screen inputs and we're talking about first person shooters and yeah. everything and they're amazing so just taking them around your android phone and playing you know x cloud games with with no controller just touch input is an amazing feature yeah by itself true how about you, Duncan? What's your take on this? Have you tried it? I haven't tried it as yet. Again, uh, I'm one of these iPhone users who are absolutely the spawn of evil across the earth. And uh, what I'm actually really uh, looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to it when it comes to iPhone. But what I actually love what they're doing with this, they're actually adapting the touch controls per game. So some games that during different sections have different uh, ways you can control it. I know the Gears 5 one's a famous one where you can actually, when you're in the snow section on the wee thing, the wee sleigh thing, the, the controls are completely different to when you're actually running it out. I, I'm actually loving how they're actually embracing this and they're pushing this really out and they're catering to 
everybody. And I do want to get Slay the Spire on it. I, I just want them because that's got touch controls and that's my favorite game at this at this moment. That's a game I play every day. So uh, Ash is, is echoing what you were talking about. Uh, console streaming is great um, to you, Jerry. But yeah, Duncan, I... I do, I do agree with with what you say. I think again, just having the options, man, it's it's not bad for the consumers. But yeah, I will get to my take on that some more. But Mark, what's what's have you tried this? What's your take on this? Uh, I have not tried it myself. Uh, I do think it's a it's a great feature. It's uh, kind of what I've been hitting on with Microsoft uh, a lot recently. The accessibility is one thing they're really hammering in on creating an ecosystem where you can access um, this library of games from different devices. There's different subscriptions set up um, with Game Pass Ultima, and um, that's probably going to turn into a few different tiers as well. So accessibility is one thing that that they're really doing well. Personally, for me, I, like I'm not a mobile gamer. I I need that kind of tactile response of a controller to 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 properly feel what I'm doing. Um, and for myself, I've uh, similar to a lot of you guys. I've got the Razer Kishi. Um, I think somebody else said, uh, yeah, Asasi said that as well. So the Razer Kishi is a great pairing for um, for for Game Pass for. Uh, for Android users who obviously aren't evil scum walking the earth. Yeah. Kichi's great. If you guys haven't tried it yet. And zero zero seven saying he wants a Kichi too. But um, chief, what's it taking this? Have you tried it yet? So I haven't tried the new ones. Um, I did try Hellblade on the Xbox game pass and uh commented that it wasn't there when it came to the the full version when they released it and still the beta state and it was awful it was absolutely awful in the xbox yeah. um, game pass beta and then they also dropped in the uh, it was a little while ago the touchscreen controls on minecraft dungeons and that worked better and it was the first we saw i think of the customized touchscreen layout but it still wasn't quite on point um, I do want to have a go because I'm primarily an iPhone user. I've only got a Droid for work purposes and just to do some testing and stuff. But watching your video, it looks like it's come a huge way. And they obviously came out big with it. They gave it a huge announcement, yeah. 10 games, all with customized touch controls. It looks so much more responsive. It looks much better. And I'm, I've only got controllers. I've only got the PS4 controller and a Stadia controller. And the one thing I found is when I've been out and about and I've been in a situation where I need to kill some time, yeah. partners doing shopping, etc., bored, waiting right. for people, having touchscreen controls is good enough because you just want to hop into a game, you just want to kill five, ten yeah. minutes. So having touchscreen controls, the type of game that you're going to hop into for that period of time, you're not going to need super responsive controllers. And I don't want to go and buy a Kishi because... I will play mobile games on my phone probably once a month. If that, it's just in those random situations where I just want to quickly play something on my phone just to kill some time. And Among Us pretty much fills that gap right now because it's just so easy to pick up and hop into a game for right. five minutes. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm loving what they're doing. The game streaming really has piqued my interest because I've got Series X coming for testing with the channel 
and to be able to download those games at full resolution, put it on the Series X, and then just stream it to the phone uh, is going to make a huge difference. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays versus xCloud. I think the touch controls and the way they're doing it is spot on. I don't think they could have done it any better. I like how uh, each game is different, right? So it's like they took time. Again, that's why I feel like there are only 10 games because they took time to make sure that touch feels different for each game. And that is pretty, pretty cool. And you can tell when you're playing it that, man, this, I mean, I've tried touch for GeForce Now. Shadow, one of them. And yeah, GeForce Now and Shadow have got yeah, it. But it's just like a good. massive, suddenly your screen is just it's full of good. control. It's not good at all. Stadia, I feel like it's pretty decent with touch. But I feel like, hands down, this is by far the best implementation yet for touch controls. And it's going to be pretty cool to see. I, I would love to test it out uh, with a first-person shooter, right? Just to see how they customize it for that. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned. I, I'm glad you mentioned ten games because I was just booting up Rainbow Six to start a little <laughs> test, and it wasn't there. I was like, "Oh, Chief just said only ten games. I just put it back." By the way, Rainbow Six doesn't work, and it's really peeing me off because I really wanted to try that. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet too. But Chief was, yeah, you were saying that earlier that it doesn't work, which leads me to the next segment with XCloud. Rainbow Six was released, and just want to hear if anyone here has tested it out. But from what Chief is saying, I think it's not working. But I think XCloud is broke. Um, I've not seen anybody manage to play it. It seems like you need on your console to pair somehow with the Ubisoft account, but there is nothing on either of their websites to do it. And if you go to the Microsoft pairing, it's only got the socials there. It doesn't give you the option to pair with Uplay. And likewise, if you go into your Uplay account, there's no way to link uh, an Xbox account. So you have to do it by the looks of it through an Xbox. Interesting. I don't know which models there are. One, one S, one X. No, um, I'm curious. To see if it can link the account because all of the instructions say about pairing through the Xbox app, but the win it's not on Windows, so you can't do it through the Xbox. Uh, Game Pass app, and obviously on xCloud there's no option in the app to do it it takes you to the website so when it prompts you in game to connect an Ubisoft account which it requires for you to match or to um, look at operators and stuff like that, it says do you want to pair to Ubisoft account, cancel just cancels the dialogue, okay it's supposed to start that linking process and then it just throws up a huge error saying can't launch this and you, you're just stuck on the home screen and that's it so there's been quite a few complaints about it on reddit but there doesn't seem to be any fix and it's been that way for at least four days now interesting so i'm going to ask the question members of the panel i'm assuming that this is a no from what chief is saying if you guys have tried it's Rainbow Six on xCloud, the Game Pass game streaming. That's a no. Negative. All right. So that is pretty much the show. And um, again, uh, I see you over there, Holtz. Were you going to say something? No, I thought, no if it was time's over, I was just going to talk about the dongle that was mentioned. Yep. Let's do it. Go ahead. 
I mean, for me, I, I've always been banging on about native apps on TVs, but if the, if the TVs don't support it, I've always wanted more dongles. And hearing this news that Microsoft is potentially bringing a cheaper hardware in a dongle form really excites me to play xCloud. Yeah. And especially, Actually, especially if it's going to be free. Wait, you said free? Is this yes, I, <laughs> yes, I did say free. Is it supposed to be uh, free? Depending on what level of Game Pass you subscribe to. Yeah, well, I've, got a, I've got a lot, so I want a free one. Yeah, so th- this is what I was talking about in terms of uh, accessibilities and the, and the different tiers that they're going for. And this is one of the things that uh, Phil basically hinted towards that um, th- branching away from, because obviously Game Pass, yeah, Game Pass Ultimate was just supposed to be, it was the best place to put it for the moment because it was for kind of hardcore players who want to play games everywhere and it was the best place to drop it to to test it out. And it will eventually, you know, it may stay part of that, but it will branch away into its own thing, at which point they'll have different tiers. And I think that was what he was hinting at, is that there would be a tier of xCloud, which would be such a price that it would warrant throwing in this type of hardware for free with it. So that means they're going to mess around with the pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What does that do for people who are on all access? Does that mean that they get upgraded to the full tier, the highest tier? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think we could. Um, I mean, one thing obviously that the ultimate subscription gives you stuff like uh, Xbox Live Gold, which mm. so I'm paying for. I don't even own an Xbox at this point, so I'm paying for stuff that I'm not using. So in in that respect, um, I am looking forward to this sort of the more tiers becoming available, more choice. Um, anyway, you can kind of give that freedom to consumers. It is always better, in my opinion. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Again, we talked about it early in the show, like just the option that Microsoft's providing for gamers, right? It's, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But I don't know how to say this name, how that limb pulled us back. And this had me, I almost laughed in the show. But a 720p dongle, my goodness. No, thank you. No, yeah. I wouldn't want a dongle for 7p. I wanted the potential to offer series x graphics in time and of course i wanted to have a microsoft store user interface that allows me to pay my uhd dolby vision movies on as well okay so i wanted to be like the i like wanted to be like the google tv yeah like the google tv but a microsoft okay okay this is exciting i i mean i heard about this but really didn't know too much about it so i'm gonna do some more research but again offering more options to users or gamers is a beautiful thing so this is good this is and good. it's not just options microsoft's ultimate plan is reaching as many gamers yes. with their games as possible yes. even if it means giving away more more hardware that's why when people say no ps5 will still get the bethesda exclusives <laughs> no they won't <laughs> they'll be xbox exclusives you're not getting the next oh you're, you're not, not getting, getting that scroll six it's not going to happen uh on ps5 now they're going to be reaching so many people they yeah. the ps5 is going to look this big compared to the market that that yeah. they're going for so i think yeah, i so- think go ahead so I was calling out this um, this message from I am Hendo earlier, saying Xbox are setting themselves up to absolutely dominate, especially in yeah. cloud. 
don't think Amazon or Google have a chance against Xbox because they have the content. And they are building a ridiculous content library. And as Jerry just said, you know, the whole point of them, you know, going for the subscription market, they've publicized this many, many a times. They're going for subscriptions, Game Pass subscriptions mainly. And that's why they're going to start looking and playing with these tiers because they know xCloud's going to be the thing. And they're not touting it as a separate tier because the hardware's not there. But if they chuck out a dongle and say, oh, you can now do it at 1080p, suddenly it becomes its own tier. Uh, they got rid of Game Pass PC while they upgraded up to the price, again, to tout people on PC really want Game Pass. And, hey, we can get a bit more money for it. Or they can upgrade to Game Pass Ultimate and get the benefit of all the other subscriptions. So they know what they're doing. Right. And ultimately they want people to play their games. They don't care whether you play it on a Series X or a PC or in the cloud. Just play right. the games. Buy the sub. Xbox for life. That's what they want. So I think you know, unless other systems can get that content and you know, buying Bethesda, or not just Bethesda, buying ZeniMax Studios, uh, which is a whole host of them. Yeah, 24 studios, yeah. AAA titles. They could do it every three months quite easily. Yeah, absolutely. So, Can I, yeah, those 24 studios equal 35 teams Insane. right now working on exclusive Xbox. So it, it, yeah, and more crazy. more can be potentially coming too. But Duncan, go ahead. I'm just going to say, just going back to the subscription model, I think a lot of people may be underestimating how big the subscription model is going to be, especially as we've now seen the prices for the new next generation of games. They are now uh, $70, uh, £60, £70. Uh, with games going into these subscriptions day one with Microsoft and now Luna seems to be going down that route with their uh, stuff as well. I think subscriptions are going to really kick off over the next wee while. And you won't, the, the talk about, I want to own these games, I want to own them, is going to start to diminish as more and more big titles go into sub, the subs. Right. So I've said this before. I've got EA Play Plus. I've got you Play Plus because I don't want to just be tied to oh, I've got to pay forty pounds for the base version or seventy pounds for the deluxe version, and then you know oh, two games I wanted come out this month. I've got to drop one hundred and forty quid on games, whereas I can just pay that twelve pound a month, and I know that when that AAA game drops, I can play it day one. So yeah. you know, that's the same thing with Xbox Game Pass. You know, I'm going to have the Series X. I've got a powerful PC. I can play any of those Xbox Game Pass games and these AAA titles, which will drop day one, which is what they've also said. All their first-party titles will be on Game Pass. So I don't have to spend that £50, £60. Pounds. I can just let that little subscription tick over, like the other however many million that they've already got on board, and get those titles. And that fuels these 24 studios to just keep pumping out content. Yeah. It's true. So uh, real quick, we're on kind of close in time, but just a quick story, right? Again, my daughter's birthday had a sleepover, had some of her friends here. And, you know, they were talking about like Minecraft Dungeon and how they want to play that so bad. And they were just like, man, I don't have money to buy an Xbox. And I just pulled out my xCloud and just showcased the game. And they're like, what is that? And so I told them what it was, and they're like, oh, I'm going to tell my parents about it. So, Microsoft, you should pay me for this. Wanna, but anyway, wouldn't it be boss if you walked in and went, Cortana? 
That was Minecraft dungeon. <laughs> yeah, that would be so dope, right? But no, so parents came after the sleepover, and you know the kids would. They were telling them like, "I just play Minecraft without an Xbox." So the parents were like, "What? How? How are you doing that?" So I told them, you know, for fifteen dollars a month, you can just subscribe to um, Game Pass Ultimate, and you can play all of Minecraft and Microsoft Studio games. And they signed, seriously speaking, about six kids signed up for xCloud from that part. Again, Microsoft, I want my cut, but that was, it, it's just like, it speaks volumes of what they can do with these studios that they are. When you walked off, that you go, well, don't forget, like, subscribe, and like the channel. <laughs> but no, they have a good thing going right now, man. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, fellas, just want to give, uh, we kind of close on time, but I just want to give an opportunity for members of this panel to plug these channels and what they do. So to get started, Jerry, just uh, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, guys, Game Tech Planet, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, hardware, cloud, games, testing, all kinds of fun stuff. Cool. Mark, where can they find you, sir? I am uh, Mark Watts VLGS over on Twitter and Mark Watts VLG on YouTube for cloud gaming news, tech, live streams, and VR content. Cool, cool. Duncan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Cloudy with Games and just check out all the jazz there. There you go. Hold, sir. Is that channel up yet? You should have seen it. I was doing some channel stuff the other day, and I was doing some Japanese for Attack on Titan. So I was like, Kubisuji Kiru, Shine! And then the microphone wasn't even on for the audio. So I was recording stuff, and I was just shouting Japanese, playing this game like, yeah, ready for my first video. Didn't work. Welcome to the content creator's right, nightmare. Right. If you guys Shine! Yeah. <laughs> If you guys were wondering, like, why my light is like this, again, it's just that issue was working literally right before we started, and then now it's the way it looks. So apologize for that. But you know where to find us um, on here. But appreciate you guys. This was a lot of fun. Next Saturday, same time, we come on here, we talk cloud gaming, and so it's fun. So I hope to see you guys next time. And this week was exciting. I think next week we have two games dropping for Stadia with Watchdog Legions, and there's another one. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about too. So again, appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Till next time, peace out.